Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, let's roll. We're back here on The Word with G. And as we've been talking a lot about today, football season is here. High school football season is in full swing. We're going into week three this weekend already. Can you believe it? We've already seen two weekends of high school football. Wild. We saw week zero of the... College football action this past weekend. See, getting a little frosty or heating up a little bit for Scott Frost in Nebraska. As it's kind of a stretch maybe to bring him back this season, but they decided to keep the faith, and a loss to Northwestern didn't do much to keep the face of the faith of the Cornhuskers out there in Nebraska. So we'll see what happens with him as the season unfolds. But we're ready to get into the opening week of the official opening week of college football. As the big boys will hit the, the gridiron in the football field this coming week. Tennessee, for example, will face Ball State on Thursday. And we've got a lot of good college football action coming up this weekend as well. Join us to talk, joining us now to talk all about the college football action, specifically the Vols. Maybe we'll ask him a little bit about what's to come this coming weekend and maybe talk a little NFL as well. Is a man who has pretty much dedicated his entire life to football. He's a veteran college and NFL coach. Scout has dealt in administration. He's also a coaching slash scouting consultant to NFL teams, college programs, and host of the Landry Football Podcast and owner of LandryFootball.com. It is the one, the only, Mr. Chris Landry. Right here for the first time on The Word with G. Chris, welcome in. Thanks so much for doing this. Hey, Greg. Uh, good to be with you. Excited for football, like everyone is. Oh. I know, I cannot wait. Let's start with the Tennessee Volunteers, because I know Vol fans in this area are extremely excited for, for their team to hit the gridiron at Neyland Stadium on Thursday. If I said this statement to you, tell me if I'm crazy if, or if I'm actually sane. Hendon Hooker should be considered a potential Heisman candidate here in the preseason, and at the end of the year will be considered a Heisman Trophy candidate at the end of the year. I don't. I don't know that I would go that far. I, I think <laughs> it depends upon how many how many people you'd put on the list. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's certainly one of the better ones in the SEC. Is he? Um, you know, I think in order to win the Heisman, uh, I think that, or at least compete for it, you've got to be on a really good team that's going to compete at the highest level. And so, I'd probably say that people like C.J. Stroud or um, would you know would have a better chance, but uh, listen, you never know what can happen uh, if he plays well in the big games. I mean, can you know can can he play well and lead them to victory against a Georgia and an Alabama? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not. 
uh, and that's probably what it would take for him to really be a strong candidate. But if you threw him in a big list of you know, Heisman candidates at the beginning of the year, heck, you could throw a whole bunch of people in there. I think he's good. I think he'll have a good year, but prob- probably not a Heisman candidate. I was going to say, if he, he if he it all improves on his statistics from last year where he had a 68 completion percentage, nearly 3,000 yards passing, 31 touchdown passes to just three interceptions, and then 616 more yards on the ground and five more touchdowns on the ground. I mean, that's pretty impressive within itself. And, you know, Josh Heupel's offense there in Tennessee should allow for the statistics to be there. But again, you're right. Some things have to play out and we have to see how he plays in big games. And he wouldn't be the first one to take a step back uh, from from a really strong year uh, in, in a program. But we'll see what happens. But just what are your overall thoughts about just the Tennessee Volunteers program heading into this season? Around these parts, Chris, there's a lot of optimism about this team I've heard some people, you know, obviously Ramon Har- Har- yeah, Harper had, had thrown out 10 wins. I'm more on the 8-9 band- bandwagon. How do you see this thing playing out for Tennessee? Yeah, I, I see him as probably an 8-win type of team, maybe 9. And, and that's the variable there that's going to determine whether they could get to 10 or, you know, stay at 8 or even be 7-5. and five. Depends on the strength of schedule. I think the schedule is is workable because I don't think the East is very difficult. I think Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt is is decent as those teams are. Tennessee, you know, should handle those games. Uh, should, but that doesn't necessarily mean they will. Pitt's going to be a bigger challenge than probably anybody wants to admit, but I think they can win that game. And I think that Florida, they're getting Florida and LSU at the right time in kind of rebuild. So Florida and LSU, you know, recent years have been better and maybe in future years will be better than Tennessee. But right now, uh, I think their chances are pretty good against them. So it doesn't mean that I think that um, that Tennessee's a, a nine or a 10 win team, but they, they could be, you could be an eight and four team and win 10 games based upon your schedule. And you could be a 10 win team and win eight based upon your schedule being mm-hmm. difficult. I think they're probably in that eight or nine win scenario. At least it's how I see them going in. But so much changes as the season develops, um, not just with a given team, but it's the opponents um, mm-hmm. and, and how they look and how strong they are. Uh, I wouldn't have told you that A&M would have had any chance of beating Alabama mm-hmm. last year at this time last year, but obviously we saw it happen. So in a one-game scenario, anything can happen, but over the long haul of the season, just hate to, hate to be an old coach, but you know you take them one at a time, I think the real key is how well will Tennessee do against Pittsburgh in Week Two. Um, you know, getting a three and zero start would be great, and then Florida's possible. I mean, it's certainly possible they go four and zero if they do. Then that really gives them security of eight wins, maybe nine. But uh, those are some ifs, and we'll see how that plays out. Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com, our guest again, talking Vols and talking college football here now. You mentioned those two teams of Florida and LSU, and I'm I'm very interested to hear your thoughts uh, on both of those teams. That you mentioned they're in a rebuild, and they are with the new coaches, and you know that's where Tennessee was last year. It doesn't mean you can't be a decent team or having a decent season. Where Tennessee won seven games last year. Uh, just start with Florida, and and I came from Lafayette, Louisiana, and, and covering Billy Napier for you know his basically his entire tenure there. I had him on my show every week uh, for for the last year that I was there in 2019. Uh, but what do you think of Billy Napier and getting that opportunity in Florida, and, and how do you see him sort of transitioning from that sort of G5 program to a P5 program 
with a lot of expectations that they have down there in the swamp. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, I think Billy is, you know, when you make a coaching change, you usually get different. You get somebody different than what you've had before. And what they lack there is uh, recruiting. They lack organization under Dan Mullen. And in Billy, they found a guy that is basically taking the model that he learned that um, he's been around at Clemson as well as at Alabama. And, mm-hmm. um, certainly kind of what Kirby Smart is trying to do at Georgia. And at Florida, they opened up an $85 million facility this past April, and they got a, a large support staff, all those things that are Alabama-like. Now, uh, I, I do believe that, uh, that, that that's going to serve to the advantage, and I like what they're doing. And I think the type of on-the-field – program he wants is yes we're gonna be able to move the football on offense but they i think there's a certain toughness and ability at the line of scrimmage uh stout defenses i think that's what he wants to build so i think that the future of florida is pretty good uh but it's early and and we'll see how it plays out but i i like at least his approach and his style i think that's the one that is more stable uh, maybe not as exciting. I know like at Tennessee, for example, people are excited because the offensive prowess. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's a there's a ceiling there. When you're not good enough defensively, when you run a, a um, you know, 100-mile-an-hour pace between snaps all the time, it reminds me a lot of Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley. They were good offensively. They were good enough to win the Big 12, but they didn't fare well against biggest foals come playoff time and that's kind of where i see tennessee where florida i think is trying to build something a little more long range more stable so it may not be as successful early but i think long range will probably have greater success for lsu i think much of the same major you know people think in terms of well the program's in great shape because they won the national championship in 2019 but there is a whole lot of changeovers in terms of philosophy there was complete disorganization and I think Brian Kelly's going to be outstanding there, but I think it's going to take a little while because I think in both cases at Florida and at LSU that you are dealing with, with the long-haul fixes that are going to play at the line of scrimmage. And I think they'll be, they'll, they'll be outstanding. But this year, you know, maybe maybe you get them. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see with both of those programs. Again, we're chop, chopping it up with Chris Landry here of LandryFootball.com. Uh, just looking over the uh, the slate of games in Week One, what are you most excited about? Uh, are there any you know top twenty five matchups? I know we have Georgia and Oregon, sort of the sexy one, and 
Obviously, Michigan's going to be out there, and uh, you have some other matchups. Cincinnati and Arkansas is going to be a good one, things like that. Or are there some non-top 25 matchups that, that you really think we should keep our eye on? What what sort of stands out to you here in, coming up in week one? Well, um, there's a whole slew of games I'm, I'm excited to watch. Probably Utah at Florida. I think that's a pivotal game. I think mm-hmm. the Utah team is very good. I think Florida's maybe got more athletes, but Utah may have their complete team. But they're a developmental program that uh, it'll be interesting to see. So th- this that's going to be an intriguing game. You mentioned Cincinnati, Arkansas. Uh, I- I'm curious to see what Georgia does against Oregon. I think they'll do very well. I don't know that Notre Dame, Ohio State will be as close as maybe uh, people would like to see. Um but I think there's some intriguing games. I think Penn State Purdue is going to be interesting on Thursday night. West Virginia Pitt, and probably uh, is interested in watching Pitt Week One uh, as they play Tennessee Week Two. I think uh, that's that's a really good, uh, really good challenge. Uh, you know, th- those kind of jump out at me. Uh, but there's some others that are think uh, really intriguing. I look forward to, to watching. That's the great thing about college football is. Every week you learn a lot more about these teams, and then every week is so important to the whole total picture of the season. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be only up from here the more we get a chance to see these teams, but it is always fun to kind of see where they are right at the start of the season. Again, Chris Landry, our guest here on The Word with G. All right, let's transition to the NFL game now. Let's start with the Tennessee Titans, and uh, we'll go right to a a rookie that's Kind of made some nice splashes here in the preseason, and, and we talked about it on the show already today where he kind of started out towards the bottom, didn't really love his performance the first preseason game, but I think he's gotten better every single week, and that's Malik Willis. What do you know about him, and, and what do you what have you seen from his transition from the college game to the to the NFL game, and how do you think it sort of translates with, with how he plays the quarterback position? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, I think Malik's outstanding he's you know it reminds me a little bit of when um i was running the titans scouting department back in the day back when we were in houston before we moved to tennessee and we drafted steve mcnair and then we drafted uh, eddie george and and i see what they're doing i like what mike's doing i certainly like their ability with derrick henry to run the football what malik willis it gives them some playmaking ability um, it's going to take some time for him to adjust and being able to develop in the passing game. He's got a really good arm, but the sophistication of a passing game, understanding coverages, route concepts, meshing that all together will take a little time. But I think he's got a lot of ability to create and make plays, um, and I think he's got a really good future. I like what I saw and studied on tape with uh, him in the preseason. So I, I think the future is very good. 
I think it's a good team. Uh, and I think the fact that, you know, around the run game is going to help him develop a little bit so they don't throw everything on him to make plays from the pocket consistently but give him some freedom to run. He's he's very underrated athletic. He's a big guy who can run and he can throw it. And um, he he's really great in an improvisational sense. He did a really good job there with Hugh Freeze um, at Liberty and started out at Auburn and kind of was, was slow to develop before that passing game and being able to work the spread concept that Hugh Freeze runs. Uh, he was very good at that, and I think he will work hard. And I think he's a very bright young man. I think he's got a good future. I think the Titans have something really big with him. Yeah, I really love his athleticism, as you alluded to it. He's an incredibly athletic guy, and I was just watching the game on Saturday, and that 50-yard run yard, 50 yard run that he had, it looked like he was on skates. He was just kind of gliding throughout the defense, and that's what you see with some of these elite-level athletic quarterbacks like a Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson and a Kyler Murray. And I think he has that sort of ability to him. He just kind of has to, as you alluded to, start to, to, to read defenses a little bit more, trust his reads, things like that, that that come down to the quarterback position to make him better. And having that buffer with Ryan Tannehill there as the starter, I think, will definitely help him in his maturation process so he's not just forced onto the field right away. And, and before I ask you just quickly about the Falcons, I wanted to throw another young guy out at you that I think is going to have obviously more pressure on him to perform right away, and that's Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. What do you know about this guy, and, and do you think he'll be able to live up to all of the hype uh, where he was drafted and coming in to try to replace a guy like A.J. Brown? Well, I think Traylon's outstanding. I, you know, I thought he was as talented a receiver um, as there was in the SEC you know, last year. I think the guy has got great ability to go up and high point the ball. I think he's, you know, he's, he's great in traffic, and I think he really does a good job of working as an on-the-ball receiver you know, getting separation. Um, you know, I, I think that he didn't come from a sophisticated passing offense. It's not what, what Kendall Browse and, and, and they do at, at Arkansas, but he certainly is physical. And I think in time he's going to be really good as well. So I, I'm excited about him. I think he's he's a, uh, a really a hard worker and a very talented guy that's a big receiver that can go up and catch the ball. In today's game, that's what you want is you're mm-hmm. – Getting these athletic quarterbacks that maybe are not as precise as passers go up and you know throw the football and give your receiver a chance to go and to use a basketball analogy get a rebound make a play <laughs> and he can do that. He certainly can. Again, Chris Landry, our guest here on the Word with G, just for a couple of more minutes. Let's transition for our Falcon fans now. Just quickly, wanted to ask you about a couple of their young pass catchers and. One will go right from rookie to rookie with with Drake London. What have you uh, noticed about him coming out of college? I know some people talk about his inability to separate and to get separation, and that is sometimes a problem, especially when you don't have an elite-level quarterback that can put the football wherever he wants to put it, like in in Marcus Mariota. Uh, But his, much like Traylon Burks, his ability to go up over smaller defenders has been incredible, and he's a really athletic receiver. So what do you know about Drake London, and, and do you think he has some deficiencies, or is that something you're not really worrying about? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Oh, he's got deficiencies like a lot of young guys do, but he is big. He is very athletic. He can go up and make plays. Um, you know, he's not real comfortable with running the, the anywhere near close to the full route tree. That's that's pretty standard for a lot of young guys. Um, his coverage recognition is not, not what it needs to be at this point. But, look, they, they knew that when they drafted him. He's got a lot of ability. You don't get finished products there. I, I like him. I like him a lot. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how he develops and what they're able to do around him, particularly with, you know, Edwards. And, you know, it's, look, it's an unproven group, relatively speaking, but you throw a young guy like that in with the other supporting cast, including uh, and specifically Kyle Pitts, who's basically a big receiver. This gives them some weapons. And again, as they make the change to the quarterback position, where they're going to move the pocket a little bit more, this will give a lot of option routes, which is going to be an easier fit for somebody like London. And you mentioned Kyle Pitts. This is where I wanted to kind of end on with him. And uh, I've heard a lot of people say this guy is literally a generational type talent. He was a 1,000-yard receiving tight end. And we'll put that in air quotes because, as you mentioned, he's just a big wide receiver out there playing tight end, sort of like Jimmy Graham was. Would you compare him to a guy like Jimmy Graham, or is there a different comparison? And, and, and how good do you think he can truly be as a player in the National Football League? Well, he's um, he, he's probably even faster than Jimmy Graham. He's, he's certainly, there. The, the comparison is apt in that they're athletes. Now, you know, Kyle Pitts was a much more productive player in college uh, and he's a little bit more polished than Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham was basically a basketball player turned <laughs> football player that, that just was drafted on just potential out of Miami. Kyle obviously was a very productive player for the Gators. So I, I think Kyle is outstanding. You don't draft a you know a guy that high unless he's going to be a weapon, unless he's going to be a weapon in the red zone, going to be a difference maker. And, and I think he's absolutely that. And um, as I kind of alluded to, where they go on with the quarterback position is it's less timing, less precise, and more low option routes and rollouts and get the running game going, things that they have not done very effectively in the past. Uh, the Falcons have got, uh, they're in a little bit of a different situation, had a, a longer way to go in terms of building the play at the line of scrimmage to be competitive, but they certainly have accumulated a couple of a couple of weapons, and Kyle Pitts is certainly one of them. Yeah, they're building a nice foundation there for Arthur Smith, specifically on offense there in Atlanta. Land, Chris Landry has been our guest of LandryFootball.com. Get all of his great football content and analysis and scouting reports up there at LandryFootball.com, and you can follow him on social media, specifically on Twitter, at LandryFootball. Chris, it's been great. I loved having you on. Thanks so much for the insight, and I look forward to doing this periodically over the uh, over the season, talking college, talking NFL, my friend. Hey, look forward to it. Thanks for having me, and uh, great talking to you and your listeners. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll enjoy the football season, the start of it anyway, and we'll catch up soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Chris. Have a great rest of the week. There he goes, Chris Landry, right here on The Word with G. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.